King Stephen of Lindblade, Steve Jones presents Jonesy's Jukebox. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox. I'm KLOS. It is. Uh, I look at my watch, then I go straight to my iPhone for the exact time. And I can't find it. What the hell is it? It is nine minutes after 12 bells on a Monday. Gloomy Monday. And uh, all good. That was U2, The Fly. And then we had uh, new, the Tours, Bored and Raised, mm, Jack White and Brendan Benson from the album Help Us Stranger, out this Friday. Good stuff. Um, well, I don't know if you noticed, but I was away for a week. I went up, uh, I went up north and uh, 10 hours drive there. And well, that's being conservative. It's normally longer than that. It's probably le closer to eleven or twelve, and then another twelve hours back. So when you think about it, okay, let's say I had a week off, right? I had the five days off, Monday to Friday, and then you got the two weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and then Saturday and Sunday again. So if two days you're driving, that leaves you a week. You've actually been doing nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I was just trying to figure out why I'm still not feel like I've had a vacation. Do you think the station would mind if I had a four-day week, like coming, you know, you have the weekend and a Monday off, and then you work... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It sounds like a good idea to me. That, that would start a precedent. Precedent. <laughs> They're wow. doing that in some, you know, Scandinavian countries, four days a week. There you go. They think you're more productive if you work less. I'm totally more productive. I have total more energy, and I'm not moping around like I am right now if I don't have for the five days. Um, I had a good time, though. It was bizarre the weather up there last week it was hotter than it was in LA which is unheard of for up north well, I'm talking two hours above Frisco and uh, it was freaky weather I actually didn't like it I like it up there when it's cooler but anyway I'm absolutely knackered got home about I don't know 10 o'clock last night after driving by myself <laughs> uh, pardon and um, it's good to be back, kind of, not really. But I have to say something. Um, we got um, we got Kim Thale on the box in a bit from Soundgarden, guitarist. He's got a thing at the Wilton tonight. We'll find out all about it when he shows up. <clears throat> um, I bought an electric mountain bike and I took it out there with me. They're fun. I got a Trek, and uh, not cheap, 
six grand. But it's not the Mac Daddy. It's one above. It's one under the Mac Daddy. So, of course, the whole time up there, I'm obsessing that i got to get the number one. But I'll I tell you what, it got me motivated every day I did exercise, which was unheard of. The diet kind of went out the window a little bit because I wasn't in my comfort zone. But I'm I'm okay. Blood sugar's okay. Blood pressure's so-so. And here we are, back for another week. I heard the Colt uh, when they played Saturday. I was meant to get up with them in San Francisco. I just couldn't get it together to drive by two and a half hours back to Frisco to play a show. So I apologise, Billy, if you're listening. I was in vacation mode. I just couldn't face it. But uh, they played at the, the Greek Saturday, and I, uh, my main man, Ian Ashbury, gave Jonesy's jukebox a shout-out. And uh, appreciate that, buddy. He was also... Uh, he told everyone I was up north, so which I was trying to avoid. But it's okay. It was the last day. <laughs> ah, you got any junk? Well, people are going to be listening to qualify for the Disneyland four pack. That's it. That that's a pretty valuable prize. Yeah, you can pay me to use it. It's people want it. Oh, people love that that nonsense. You don't have to t- take it. I ain't taking nothing, even if it was free. It's four. Whatever it is, I couldn't give a hoot. I just don't like going out. I just don't want to go out anywhere to see anything. I'm over it all. I just want to get in bed and watch Netflix or or some conspiracy on YouTube. That's all I like doing. I'm not interested in shows, anything. Unless you're paying me. It's different, but no one pays me to do anything. You know I do this job for nothing, right, KLOS? I don't get paid. Did anyone tell you that? Mm. I want to raise $10 a week as opposed to nothing a week. <clears throat> Dave Mustaine has been diagnosed with throat cancer. I hope he sorts himself out. Uh, he's going to get on it. I know he'll do his what he can to get rid of it. A lot of obstacles that, you know, when I think about my life and all my little poncy questions and complaints about things, then you hear something like that or you see someone on the street. And unless you're aware of it, you don't notice what you have got and what you ain't got. So I'm always aware when I see something or hear something I'm truly grateful as as of yet this way down 63 years old I've been pretty lucky and uh, there you go so we're going to play me and Dave his version of Anarchy in the UK I actually play guitar on it even though you can't hear it much I'm very upset with that but I let it fly Jonesy's Jukebox KLOS you're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on Cal OS. That was David Bowie. Where have all the good times gone? From pinups. Then we had Jeff Beck, Shape of Things, from the album Truth, with Rod Stewart and vocals. They're playing at the uh, the Hollywood Bowl September 27th. 
with Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck. I wonder if they do that song. They've got to do that song. Probably tuned down a little bit, though, probably from the original. Then we had Chris Spedding, motorbiking. He turned 75 today. I love Chris. Good man. T-Rex, 20th Century Boy, Thin Lizzy, Black Boys on the Corner, then Megadeth, Anarchy in the UK. And uh, we're here with Kim Fail. Am I saying that right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. How, how would you say it? File. File? File. Like a file? No. <laughs> file. It r rhymes with smile, I suppose. Yeah. T-H. Okay. I, I'm sure my family pronounces it incorrectly. I'm sure there's a traditional Indian pronunciation. Yeah. Like yeah. How you doing? All right. You got a big show tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to uh, got to do a lot of sound checking? <laughs> no. We're just playing this. We're playing a... A film, a live concert um, film. I guess I have to speak and introduce it, so that's that's where all the nerves go. I don't have a guitar protecting me from the audience. You're not you're not a big uh, speaker. N no, I, I, <laughs> that's I, why there's never a microphone on my side of the stage. Just just the amps. Yeah, I, I don't like speaking in front of a lot of people either. I don't think a lot of people do. Well, there's no one here. This is easy. <laughs> this is easy, but in front of people, especially if you got to be a certain way. Not a big fan. Nerves. Yeah. Um, that was a great. That was a great set. Cut the last six songs, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's like we get to play what we want on here. Two hours a day, five days a week. It's going to be four days a week sooner. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's an inside joke. <laughs> I just, I just had a vacation up. I was in Northern California, and uh, had a week off. What were you doing up there? Just relaxing, um, like uh, you know Mendocino County. Have you ever been up there? Probably driven through it. It's very chill. There's nothing happening up there, and that's why I like it. Isn't there's nothing happening? <laughs> Perfect, just fresh air, ocean. Uh, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Why I like it. I wouldn't have noticed it when I was twenty. But when now being sixty three, you kind of notice nature a lot more. I never, never paid attention. Was you the same? Do you think you like? No, when I you're think a when, I was, when I was younger, I was really into nature. And, oh yeah. You know, the sunnier it was, the more likely I was to find, you know, some creepy crawler or you know, a snake or a bug. My goal was to find a dinosaur, and I figured, you know, I, I could do that. The hotter it was, and the more foliage it was. And then I grew out of that when I realized that I was not likely to find a dinosaur and I gave up on nature. Well, there's a tortoise that looks like it's from the dinosaur family. Oh, one of those Galapagos tortoises? You know, them little tortoises. They look kind of medieval, don't they? Yeah. I think, I think many crocodilians do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get a look when I said medieval. I know it's a lot early. I know. I got it. I got it. Those Dark Ages dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. with their crazy religions? Yeah, it's funny we just played T-Rex as well. <laughs> their lack of science? They didn't believe they existed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But how do we know that they did? They actually found bones, right? In in, in the Natural History Museum in, in London, they have a, a whole one put together. Like yep. One yep. of the big ones. Unless that's some uh, plastic and it's not real bones. I was saying that they themselves didn't believe that they existed because they didn't have science. It was all medieval. They had no Instagram back then. <laughs> so who knows what's true if you ain't got Instagram? <laughs> oh, wow. 
I'm just learning Instagram, actually. Really? Over, over the past month. You're not one of them. You're no, not, no. Not, I get to look at other people's pictures. That's all you do. You don't even have a picture of yourself nope. on, on the on the default. I think my friends do. You just don't like any of that stuff. No, I don't do any social media. I figure I know enough people, and that's too much as it is. So. What's your key? What's my what? How, what's your key to not doing that? How do you do that? Not be on social. Part of it's ignorance, you know. I never really um, developed any of those skills, and people trying to direct me in that toward you know Facebook or whatever. Yeah. I just you know procrastination i just say well i'll get to it at some point but i really never wanted to so well let's start with just pictures of food <laughs> start there you're not in it you're not in it it's just a i've seen a, of... i've seen a few thai food collections you know on instagram i have a friend who takes pictures every time he goes out to dinner and i don't know why people do that why people want to look at that but i don't <laughs> but people take pictures of everything it's basically all green and gray yeah and then it's uh then it gets eaten and it's <laughs> But it's, yeah. Um, when did we meet before in Seattle? Um, we met here a few times. One time we met at, might have been the old whiskey bar. We ended, we ended up going out and playing pool. The whiskey bar? Yeah, I think it was pool. called the whiskey bar. It might have been called something else. You weren't drinking. Yeah. You drove me to a friend's house and we played pool and uh, you kept winning. It's because you weren't drinking and I kept drinking and I See, kept losing. See, this is so crazy. I don't no recollection of that. God, that's crazy because I was drinking and I remember it. <laughs> You're younger though, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. What are you, 50 odd? I'm 50. I'm odd and I'm 58. 58? <laughs> Which is an even number. Oh, you're not far behind, man. <laughs> no. You're not far behind. I know. But when you were rocking, I was still in high school. So I was like, it was a big deal. You're you're grown up and you're rad and badass. And I was, you know, trying to figure out how to play guitar. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So you you still love Seattle? You're still living up there? Yeah, I mean, it took a while because I grew up in Chicago. So it's the same kind of weather, though, right? Miserable. <laughs> Chicago is a different kind of misery. Um, it's humid and hot in the mm. summer, very cold and just gross and black snow. Very extreme, winter. both yeah. both sides. Yeah. And uh, there's that big lake, Lake Michigan. Do you ever go on that? Um, yeah, I did a few times. Certainly there's some field trips. You can go out to the middle of Lake Michigan, and then all you can see is water. The horizon, it's that big. It's like so, being in the ocean. So that's where they uh, thats where they have the Flat Earth Society, right? Probably. probably you know, I, I, they have lampreys also, which is sort of similar to the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> <laughs> you, know the, you know there's a, the whole thing about that, right? Flat Earth Society. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I've, I've, every once in a while, friends will send me articles that have hum humorous debunkings of yeah. flat earth theories. Yeah. You know. They reckon, the flat earth people, they reckon that uh, on the outs, on the edges mm. is ice walls. That's 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 what's keeping it, everything in and you're not getting out. And I thought, well, And what? their evidence is? I, I, I have no idea. They don't either. They but don't. that's what they think. Because <laughs> they think it's flat. But I say, well, what if you've got a plane and fly over it then? What's on the other side? Oh, religion. Is it just like uh, nothing? Probably. Um, I have no idea why people believe the stuff they do. I mean, I do have some idea. They don't value evidence. Okay, this is my big question, though, with the Flat Earth Society. Okay, it's flat. Now what? what <laughs> what's different? What's going to change now? 
Nothing. We can explore the other side. The underside of the earth. Yeah. The crusty bit. Yeah, what's there? Pipes. Just infrastructure. Gold bars. Loose wires. Just gold. Dripping sewers. Mm. Roots. Oh, man. <laughs> so what time does the thing start tonight? Um, doors are at 7. Yeah. Uh, the film starts at 8. It's really long, so I'll understand if you don't want to endure you know, endure it. Is that you? People out there. That me? That's your phone. Oh, jeez. How did I get all social? No, he's a totally social guy, look. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, a, it's a Blu-ray. Yeah. A well, two, well, two the, CD live album. That'll be coming out in July. Blu-ray, Blu-ray two, double CD, and quadruple vinyl, quadruple live gonzo. And it's on the, that's released on the 26th of July. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and uh, now, now it's just now it's just vibrating. It's okay. <laughs> you can answer it if you want. Oh, actually, yeah, you might know this guy. Go on, go on, get it. <laughs> who is it? Oh, it's a text. It, it's a text. Yeah, from who? Greg Anderson from Southern Lord Records, the band Sun and Goat Snake. Goat Snake. I don't know that guy. Is he listening? I don't know. He should. Does he, is, what's the text? Is it context to like, I'm listening to you on Let's the see. show? Or is he just... Oh. No. I guess <laughs> no. <not. laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff, man. Funny stuff. Um, so that's it then. So you're not playing tonight? No. Why'd I get the idea you were playing? And then I thought, well, who's going to sing then? So, right. So that, that makes sense. Yep. Someone did come up with a crazy idea because the way this is being mixed, um, the live show they have, you know, it was multi-tracked and they're doing some kind of dynamic mixing. Uh, I don't fully understand what it is they're, they're trying to do, but you know, every channel is available, and I guess there might be some guy who's you can do your own some, mixing. Someone came up with the idea of me playing along with the with the live concert. Oh no! I said no. No. <laughs> when you're St- I'm going to stand on stage and play along to the film. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if there's a silent movie, I suppose I could improvise something. Yeah. But there's but, already music there. Yeah. Why would I want to attempt to replicate something that I just make up and wing as I'm going along anyways? Whose idea was that? I don't know. Someone doesn't listen to Soundgarden. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dumb idea. Maybe it's your mate, the one who's texting you. <laughs> um, so that's tonight. At the Wilton, uh, is it sold out? Um, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess not. I'm sure there'll be some walk up. Is that why you're here? Because it's not sold out. It could be. There, I could be out here pimping the the film on behalf of the artist Dan and Universal. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess you got to have like hardcore uh, sound guard and yeah. fans who don't want to see that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it'll be curious people who are into the technical aspect of it. Have you seen it? I've seen, um, you know, obviously I had to approve the content. So what I saw is mostly on my phone or laptop. So this experience will be more immersive, you know, surround sound and surround video and lights and, you know, I don't know, things that I don't, I haven't experienced yet. So I'll see see it tonight. So you're just talking before and you're not doing a Q and A afterwards. I I think they just want me to, no, they just want me to introduce it. You know, I can't do a Q and A. They'll ask me about the show and I, 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 I wing a lot of what I'm doing. Yeah. The, the solos, so, you know. Maybe they'll ask you about guitar strings and stuff. I don't know what those are either. That's, they'll, they'll confuse me with all this. 
They probably use tens. Is that what you use? Probably. Like the only ball, the yellow packet? Yeah. That's what I use. All right. <laughs> best, best strings ever. You don't have to think about nothing. <laughs> I, I read something by uh, about uh, Pete Townsend starting tours with lighter strings, like nines or whatever. And by yeah. the end of the tour, he'd be up to like 12s. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, Billy Gibbons, funny enough, he uses sevens. Crazy, right? I, I don't believe that because he's so percussive and you're rhythmically on, and it seems like you'd use heavier strings. Yeah, no, it sound his guitar playing sounds yeah. like they're heavy. Yeah, but he swears he don't, and I've heard it from other people too. I, I remember learning that like Malcolm Young in ACDC, yeah. the rhythm player, so he's using really heavy gauge strings. Does he? And then Angus playing leads is using the lighter light gauge. ones, and I can see that. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, but Billy Gibbons using sevens—that's really strange. Yeah, he—he he said he. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he was joking. He said it. I, he actually told the story. He, it was some old blues guy, and the old blues guy said, "Why are you using something like heavy strings?" And he and he told him he used his light one. He said, "You're making hard work of it." <laughs> and since then, he's that's where he's been playing the light strings. But it doesn't sound like it. That's the amazing thing. It sounds like he's yeah. playing cables. You That's know? it's all. I guess at that point, it's just the fingers, your grip, and yeah. your feel. Yeah. I used to like using eights because you could bend the hell out of the strings, and yeah. But I also, you know, <laughs> tune would bend the hell out of chords, and it'd be all out of tune. Yeah. yeah. What guitar so. do you play? Well, a Guild S one hundred. You always had the same. I, I fell in love with it when I was eighteen because I could do weird stuff. It was. It was. It was somewhat light. It fed. It gets some really great feedback. Um, I could play beneath the bridge and yeah. above the nut because it was somewhat microphonic. I could blow on the strings and get the weird. So I just developed whatever peculiarities in my style from playing that thing. And that and that's the only one you don't like. Change your guitar three times. I think I have a you know like a light Les Paul, a diet Les Paul. It's kind of. Oh, lightweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, some Firebirds and some Telecasters. Yeah, I don't use the Telecasters anymore. But there was a period in the '90s where I was using them for just sort of brighter, twangier yeah. songs. This is good nerd stuff we're talking about <laughs> right now. Um, let's go and visit the Duke. We're him with Kim. Fail. Yes, that do right. Yeah. Okay. From Soundgarden guitarist. We're going to play a track live from the artist Den after the Duke. Jonesy's Jukebox, Carl OS. You're listening to Jonesy's Jukebox, Carl OS. The time right now is 12.59. And uh, we're here with my man, Kim Fail from Soundgarden. And uh, we've got a thing tonight at the, the Wilton... What would you call it tonight? What's on the billboard? Uh, I think they're calling calling it an immersive surround sound sort of. I, I'm probably wrong right there. Uh, it's a film, but it's it's a live concert film from the last, not the last show. But no, it was, it was the last show from our our King Animal tour. So King Animal's the album that came out in uh, I think it was 2013. Yeah, but it was it was our first studio album after reuniting and our only studio album after reuniting and 
We did that tour. This was the last day of that tour. How long was the gap between breaking up? And 12 years, I think. Yeah. Did you like reuniting? Yes. I didn't at first. I, I had moved on to other things, so I was a little bit hesitant. But quickly grew attached to the the friendships I'd built since you know we were kids. And Do you think you were playing better 10 years later? Yes, easily. Yeah, yeah easily. Um, for a couple of reasons. I was older, more mature. Um, I was, it was easier to take it seriously. Yeah. And I was less likely to be hung over. So, yeah. So you can, you know, you can endure really loud kick drum at, at rehearsal. Yeah. So you would, you would just, uh, were you back together or you just got back for a tour? No, we got back together in 2000, late 2009. Uh, you know, I kept telling people we weren't back together because I really didn't want to be at that point. Yeah. But we were doing little things, those baby steps. You know, we started a web page and um, then some social media for the band. Yeah. And that led to, you know, interest amongst fans for us to play. And so we played live. Um, that went well. Then we played Lollapalooza in Chicago in 2010. That was... That was amazing. Everyone, we loved our 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 family, the crew, the band, and we thought this is this is great. Our drummer Matt said, "Hey, I got some songs I'd like to show you guys. Um, can we go into the studio and jam?" That led to making, you know, writing for a, a new album, and then we did a number of tours over that period. So we were working constantly. If we weren't touring, uh, we were we were we were writing, or I was working on some catalog item. You know, we put out. A live album, live on i five. We, we put out a fifty song collection of B sides and international releases and soundtracks called Echo of Miles, um, which I'm still very proud of. It's a three CD set and like I don't know, like six disc vinyl, yeah. fifty songs. Um, none of them are on any albums. Well, on any domestic releases. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Uh, was you guys popular in Europe, like in England? You know, we're, yeah, not, you know, we're really big in the U.S., Australia, and Canada, but we did well in Germany and in England. Not, we were successful there, but not as successful as we might have been in the U.S. or Australia or Canada. Yeah. yeah. It's funny the Germans, they like funny music, don't they? <laughs> Dave, David Hasselhoff is you, not huge there. We weren't huge in, 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 in France. Is anybody huge in France? Jerry Lewis. Yeah, that's right. He had a Congressional Medal of Honor, or whatever the analog is for, for what, the Legion of Honor. Is that what it is? Or? Which makes no sense. Why? No, it, it doesn't. Be. There must be something in translation that I'm that I'm missing. Yeah. Know, hey, lady. <laughs> Maybe that means something in French. <laughs> <laughs> something profound, perhaps. <laughs> well, he was he was big Johnny Holiday. He was like their big Elvis of France. He was a French bloke. Jo jo am I saying it right, Johnny Holiday? Holiday. Yeah, I don't want a John on the holiday in the sun. <laughs> um, but he passed away a little while ago. Uh, but he was—he was—he was one of them guys. You couldn't—he couldn't walk down the street, but no one—no one's heard of him here. You can—that's that always bewilders me why some people are big in England, not big here. They're big here. They're not there. They're big in Mozambique, but they're not here. I just—you never know why that is. Yeah, that's always. Confuse me. What's that movie about the, uh, like the band Bush? Massive here. Couldn't get arrested from where they're from, <laughs> in, in England. I think I commented um, on 
on that band in the early '90s. I was I was you know better acquainted with Bush than some some other bands that were uh, contemporaries from England at the yeah. same time. Um, and people in England didn't understand why I made yeah these positive comments about Bush because they weren't that big there. Yeah, I don't think they were positive either. <laughs> I think most people didn't like him for some reason. I tried to be positive because you being negative is so easy. So I have to work at being positive, and that's it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I guess you're gonna knock it on the head. Uh, you out of here? You're gonna leave soon. Sorry, yes, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm <laughs> speaking in French. <laughs> well, um, so. So you guys were still to, together right to the end then? Yes, yeah. Well, yes. We were together until we weren't, until our last show in Detroit. In Detroit. Yes, that's where, that's where, um, yep, that's where the world went dark. Yeah. But since then, this past fall, I t interestingly, I toured with the, uh, with an incarnation of the MC5. Yeah. It's pretty much Wayne Kramer, of course, is, is, the guitar monster. I'm there kind of filling in and doing some of Fred Sonic Smith's parts. Marcus Durant from Zen Gorilla is singing. Brendan Canty from Fugazi is playing drums. And we had a few different bass players, including Don Was played a few shows and and uh, uh, Doug Pinnock from King's X. But the majority of the shows were played. Uh, the bass player was Billy Gould from Faith the More. And, oh yeah, Matt Cameron. I know him. He played drums on a few shows as yeah. well. We did a few shows with double drums, like the Almond Brothers yeah. and the Grateful Dead. It actually worked. Those guys are amazing together. And yeah, we toured two months in the U.S., a month in Europe. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, Is that done or you got more of that? I think there's supposed to be some U.K. shows in, in October, perhaps opening up for Alice Cooper if it materializes, yeah. and a festival in the end of August. But the curious thing about this is I hadn't done anything, I hadn't toured or played live since the band dissolved Yeah. in Detroit. Wayne calls me up and says, I'm getting a band together, we want to play. It's the 50th anniversary of the recording or the release of Kick Out the Jams, the, their classic Great Amazing Album. We want to play the entire album. I thought, great, I'd love to learn the entire album. And he said, we want to do this tour and have the tour end up in Detroit on Halloween, or I guess, uh, on the, in the album Kick Out the Jams, I, they indicate that it was recorded on the Zenta New Year, right? Uh, does anyone remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. yeah. And so they want to tour the U.S. and have everything come to Detroit on Halloween, and that would be the last show. And yeah, there's, there's something, there's certainly something ironic or poetic or both. I think irony is probably a component of poetry at some point yeah and yeah that's the idea that we were going there and to finish a tour and i'm with my favorite band the mc5 who are from detroit and this album was recorded there it was all yeah it was a uh, no but you just did it's okay though okay well, I, I love watching shovel when that happens <laughs> it, it was a mind f certainly yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all good. We got a button. We got a button. Okay. Why didn't they ever do a studio version of Kick Out the Jam? Or is there? No, I don't know about it. No, I don't. I don't know. It's 
It's only a live version. Maybe it's it? a budget thing. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's just less money. I guess just to turn everything on and. So they did. Recording. They did live albums. I mean, they did studio albums, right? Yeah, yeah. Back in the USA and and yeah. High Time are both. I don't know why they studio. didn't uh, do do that song. I, only thing only thing I can guess is that I should really. I may have had this conversation with with Wayne and forgot. I'm guessing it's a budget thing, you know, it costs less just to stick a few mics in a room and and you can also capture the intensity and wildness of the MC5 in yeah. that period. Yeah, it definitely cap it, it definitely uh, captures that. It's like Jake Giles, they're better live than in the studio, but I was just always maybe thought you might not have the skinny on that, but no. I hear MC5 are really big in Scotland. Yeah, I have a close friend uh, in in Scotland who I, I'm kidding, by the way. Well, he came he came to the show and he's he's, a, he's an old tour, European tour manager and he's huge into the MC5. They think it's kick out the haggis. That well, that would be a, a, the Highland Games, I suppose. The caber toss, <laughs> the haggis. I think the haggis is the in, inception of the football, the U.S. football, right? The pigskin, right? The bladder stuffed with right. oatmeal. Only this time it's just air and they kick it around. I think it's an extension of the Highland Games. Well, when soccer first started, it used to be someone's head that kicked that around. Oh, that's cruel. Genghis Khan, huh? Well, they, they had to find a round head, though. Someone who had, like, not a oblong head, and, like, round kind of shape. Well, that good thing Genghis Khan was in Mongolia. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> ah, listen, man, thanks for coming by. Are Thank you enjoying you yourself? I, right now I am. Yeah. Let's see what the rest of the day does. You don't have to leave, but I think you've got, I think you've got to get going. You've got yeah. to pra practice your speech later. <laughs> uh, and you've got to wear something I'm just going nice. to wing that, too. Are you going to wear a cape later or something? Uh, maybe maybe a, a luchador mask and a tie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kim Thale from Soundgarden. Go tonight if you want to see a really, uh, is it long? Yeah, it is a really long... Maybe we're putting people off. It's not Bruce Springsteen or Pearl Jam long, but it's two and a half hours. Oh, okay. We are more punishing than Pearl Jam or Bruce Springsteen, so you've got to be a fan. So it's it's the whole... It's just the show, but yep. it's shot in a certain way. I think there's some interviews, you know, you know, whatever that word is when you insert <laughs> part of something into something else. Interspersed. Okay, interspersed. I was well. That would work. There's probably a few other words. Uh, that's at the Wilton tonight. And if you're interested in going, thanks for coming by. Well, thanks uh, for being here when I got here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good to see you again. How many times have we met? Just once. Tw I remember. I remember meeting you in Seattle with yeah. Duff. Duff. Oh, yeah, right oh, outside. You're right outside. Yes. Yeah, I was at that show. Yes. See, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I remember yeah, you're right. that. You're right. Yeah, I you remember that. Remember that was that. at Rock Candy. You're right. And then we ran into each other. We're staying at the same hotel somewhere in somewhere in Germany. I remember coming in, and you were in the lobby, and we talked for a bit. And Duff was staying there. I remember yeah. I ended up hanging out with Matt Sorum that night. Yeah, are you so close with Duff? Um, you've known him for a long time, as as close as you can be with a guy who's really busy and always, you know, working yeah. and traveling. So yeah, yeah. Well, good luck tonight, and don't 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 matter what anyone says. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to play the song. Uh, this The track is uh, it's from the artist Den, live from the artist Den, and the track is called... Uh, Blind Dogs. Blind Dogs. Take it away.
You've been listening to Jonesy's Jukebox on KLOS. That was a small faces. Tell me, have you ever been me? Have you, have you ever seen me? <laughs> seen me? The cult, Edie. Ciao, baby. But they've, uh, they've knocked it on the head for this part of their tour. Ended it in uh, the Greek. <clears throat> Jesus. Orville Peck, Queen of the Rodeo. Beautiful. Kurt Vile, Loading Zones. Bottle It Up is the name of the album. Morrissey from his new cover album. That was Lenny's tune. That was a Tim Harding song. And the album's called California Sun with an O. Then we had the Kinks Headmaster, the album Schoolboy. In disgrace. Gorgeous. Where else you going to hear that? That mess for like half an hour. I'll tell you where. Nowhere. We'll be back tomorrow at 12 Bells. Gary Moore's up next. And uh, I hope you had a good time. I hope your ears had a good time. It's hard to get back, but that's one down. Another 10 million to go. I'm going to die. See you later.